This episode of the Audacity Podcast is brought to you in part by GoToMeeting with HD Faces. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, Episode 90, How to Organize Audio or Video Podcast Projects. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. And today, we're going to focus on that organization aspect, organizing your audio or video podcast projects, or really any kind of project that you might be working on, audio or video, some kind of multimedia thing. It doesn't have to be a podcast, and it really doesn't matter which program you are using. You could be using Audacity, Audition, Premiere Pro, Final Cut Pro, anything like that, and these principles generally apply. But I will be focusing on the audacity aspect of this. Any show notes that I mention and links you can get in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 90. And while you're over at theaudacitypodcast.com, I would love it if you would click the iTunes button and leave a written review over in iTunes. And that will help me a lot. And here's my challenge to you. Pick a podcast you listen to this week and write a review for them. If you've already written one for me, thank you very much. Write one for someone else this week. Write one for someone else next week. And tell tell these podcasters how much you enjoy what they're doing and help them by promoting their show through iTunes. Now, I'm going to talk to you about how you can organize your thoughts, organize your files, and even organize your editing program inside of whatever workflow that you're working with. You could be working on an audio project, a video project. It could be a podcast or a standalone thing. Maybe it's just a video you're going to upload to YouTube. Maybe it's your weekly video podcast, anything like that. And when I use the phrase project, I might be referring to either a podcast episode or just one of these standalone projects. They'll be used, those terms will be used interchangeably. And I've got some great content for you inspired by a great call-in. But before we get into this stuff, I want to tell you about my sponsor for this episode, GoToMeeting by Citrix. See, this is the summertime and people love to travel and take time off, be away from the office, maybe just work from home, work remotely, whatever. But we still have to try and get things done and have meetings in order to coordinate things with clients, colleagues, or coworkers, or whoever. Having an in-person meeting is basically impossible this time of the year. That's why I recommend GoToMeeting with HD Faces. This lets you meet face-to-face in an online meeting from anywhere in the world that has an internet connection. You could be on the beach, your clients could be on the beach, you could both be on separate beaches, join a meeting even through your iPad. Just download the free GoToMeeting app and join a meeting. GoToMeeting is super easy to set up. You can schedule a meeting ahead of time or start one on the fly and people can join through computers, mobile devices, or just calling in on the phone. I really like how easy it is to set up, how easy it is to use, and how much it connects through these different means. My listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. Don't wait. For this special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. 
Be sure to use the promo code PODCAST. And thank you, Citrix, for your support. Now let's get into this content. And this was inspired by a call-in from John Wilkerson. Hey, Daniel. John Wilkerson from The Wired Homeschool over at thewiredhomeschool.com. I am interested in learning how you organize each of your Audacity projects when you record. Now, I know that for the most part, you do everything live to hard drive, but for those projects where you can't do that, where you need to drop in clips and things like that, what are some suggestions that you have for organizing the tracks, labeling the tracks, and making sure that you don't get each track mixed up and that all the transitions get lined up and things like that? That's all. Thanks a lot. I'm enjoying the podcast. Thank you, John Wilkerson, for calling in that great question. And what he means, by the way, just in case you're not sure, what he means by direct to hard drive is when I record my podcast episodes, I'm mixing everything real time. People who come and watch the podcast live on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, that's GMT minus four, can see me record this. They hear the sounds, they hear the voicemails, they see the intros. They also get to see some behind the scenes stuff of when I have to re-record an episode or redo something or the little glitches I might edit out later. But I record this all directly to an external recorder. Now you could use an external recorder or use your computer as long as you have it in a way that you don't get noise on your computer like a USB interface. But I'm mixing everything all together into one recording. A lot of podcasters do this. And what they end up with is a single file that has their music, their voices, their co-hosts, their call-ins, everything all in a single MP3 or WAV file. And it's just all mixed in. The voices are mixed in with the music. It's not separate. A lot of podcasters do this and then they just export an MP3 file and they're ready to go. This isn't quite the way I do it. I use a Zoom H4n to do my recording. Now, I do record direct to the Zoom H4n's drive, or actually, it's a little, uh, not compact flash, it's a smart uh, SD card, that's what it is. It's a little SD card. I do record my podcast too there, but the Zoom H4n allows me to record in four channels. So I have my music, sound effects, voicemails, all of that on a separate stereo track from my voice and my co-host voice, which is on the primary stereo track. That way I can just edit things over the music if I need to or process the voice differently than I process the music. So I do have files that I need to work with after I record. And many podcasters probably will have files and projects. And whatever kind of project you're working on, you probably will have a bunch of files that go with that project. Even if I recorded directly to an MP3 file that was ready for publication, the stuff I would still have to go along with that project would be sound files of any voicemails. It might be um, any kind of interview that I had, any images that are supposed to go with the show notes, any documents or video clips of anything, any screenshots of something I'm demonstrating. All of that stuff and much more could be part of this overall project. The way I do it, I still have even more files than that. So I'm going to share with you how you can organize your thoughts, organize your files, and organize your program or your editor, no matter what program that is. And you can do this 
like I said, if you're doing a podcast episode or just some kind of standalone multimedia production, this applies to audio or video and any program you're using. Now, I will focus on the way Audacity does certain things, but you can probably interpolate into whichever program you're using for most of these options. So number one, organize your thoughts. Every great podcast, every great presentation Look at what you're doing as that, a presentation. Every great presentation starts with great planning. Even if it kind of seems off the cuff a little bit, like some comedy bits, still start off great if they are planned very well. Do you think that movie producers show up on a scene and they just pull out the camera and say, let's kind of just film this and see how it goes, see what you say, how you react to the situation, and we'll just kind of wean it and see how it goes. No, they put lots and lots of time and effort into planning the script and writing it and planning where the camera is going to be before they put the camera there. They start with great planning so they can have a great production. And that's how our podcasts or whatever kind of multimedia project you're working on needs to start is great planning. So, Start by documenting your ideas immediately. Inspiration can, can really hit us anytime. We can get inspired when we're just about to fall asleep or driving on our commute. Even sitting in church, sometimes I find I, I hit this stroke of inspiration of, oh, this is something I should write about or podcast about or share a story in one of my podcasts or review or whatever. And if you don't record at least the essence of your idea. Maybe just the title, just a single bullet point. Maybe it's an outline, like the top three ways to be awesome. If you don't record those ideas, you will lose them. Even just last night, I had this great idea. Just before I fell asleep, I had this idea of, oh, this is something I could do a podcast episode about. And you can probably guess. Today, I have no idea what it was. I don't even quite remember which podcast it was for because I did not document my idea immediately. So when you have an idea, document it as quickly as possible. This doesn't mean record your podcast episode, but get your idea written down, recorded, whatever it takes. Even if it just means texting someone else you know and say, hey, text this back to me later tonight because this is a great idea I have whatever. Try and document your idea immediately. Now, this leads on to the next point of a couple tools that I suggest that you consider for documenting ideas and collecting ideas. Use some kind of productivity and note-taking app like Evernote or SpringPad. I really like productivity apps and tools when they actually help you be productive. A lot of people love Evernote and would swear by it. I just felt Evernote was a bit too limited in how it does things and what it does. So I found this other program that is also free called SpringPad. And just like Evernote and SpringPad, they do a lot of the same things. I think SpringPad actually does more. But both work in a browser, both work on a desktop computer, both work on a whole bunch of mobile devices, both can receive an email uh, from a cell phone or from an email account, and both let you tag things, upload pictures, audios, notes, and all of this. What I like more about SpringPad is the way it organizes my information and how intelligent it interacts with my information. Like I can scan a barcode and it instantly recognizes what the book is, it looks it up online. 
and it finds the price, lists that, and it shows a cover of the book and all of this just by scanning the barcode. And that's great uh, for taking notes. Like if I might see a book like, oh, this is going to be a great book. I want to review this or a movie. I think I want to talk about this movie. I could just scan the barcode and have it instantly in my notes. And there are so many other ways that this can work for even collaborating a little bit, sharing things with each other. But an app like this, especially if you have a smartphone, something like this can make it really handy to wherever you are, jot down a note, take a picture, record an audio dictation. That works great if you're in the car. Just quickly record a little audio dictation since you don't want to try and take your eyes off the road. But consider some note-taking app like Evernote or SprintPad, or maybe you have something else that you really like. I'd love to hear about it. Please comment in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 90. And this can help you not only document your ideas immediately, but collect ideas. Something that's maybe an idea far in the future, or you see a picture, or you want to remember something or be reminded to do something. I really like these programs because they help me collect these ideas and and remember stuff and ultimately do things. And then if you're working with other people, then I would recommend you organize your thoughts by collaborating with each other's with each other. And my favorite way to do that is using Google Docs. In Google Docs, you have this real-time editing where you can be in the document at the same time as someone else and you can see what they're typing as they're typing it. This works great for planning your episode ahead of time, even for while you're recording your episode. You guys can be writing notes to each other. There's a little chat room there. You can uh, go back and forth and say, hey, by the way, mention this or uh, we need to wrap up or you can highlight a section and say, you cover this. You can move things around while you're recording and the other person sees those uh, changes immediately. I really like Google Docs for this and it is completely free. They have certain extra storage options, but the core, what you would be using it for works great for free. And I love Google Docs for collaborating with these things, especially for my Once Upon a Time podcast over at oncepodcast.com. Frequently, my co-host will ask, what are we going to talk about in this next episode? So I point them to the Google Doc where it has our list of feedback that we're going to cover, uh, what kind of topics or points. Even when we watch an episode of the TV show, Once Upon a Time, we're all taking notes on our own little section of the same Google Doc. So then when we make our show notes, I have everyone else's notes handy and we can even see what each other is taking a note on. Works really well for collaborating on a document and it's more than just a single document. You could do spreadsheets and much more on it. But documents are, I think, the easiest way for podcasters to collaborate on that. And then the other thing you can do to organize your thoughts is write your show notes before you record just like writing a script, writing the camera angles and planning that out beforehand, write your show notes before you record your episode. Unless you are extremely good at just off-the-cuff thinking, clear off-the-cuff thinking. Just like this outline that I'm sharing with you, I have my show notes already written for this podcast and I'm using them as a general outline so that I can stay on topic. I can easily say the points all over again in the exact wordings. And I can be reminded if I see a point here that I don't remember why I said that, I have my little sentence underneath it. And this is what you're going to see when I publish this podcast episode. So these are my show notes that I've written ahead of time and then use while I'm recording the podcast. 
Same thing works if you're doing any kind of other production. Write your notes ahead of time of how you want things to go, how you want it to look in the end. If you're doing a podcast and you're using WordPress, I do recommend that you write your show notes in WordPress because that way it just takes an extra step out of the process. You can go ahead and insert your links and pictures and formatting changes and all of that right there in WordPress so that when you finish your podcast recording, the time it takes you to go from a recorded episode to a published episode will be a lot shorter because your show notes will already be there for you. So organize your thoughts. Four ways that I shared. Document ideas immediately. Use a note-taking app like Evernote or SpringPad. Collaborate with others via Google Docs. And write your show notes before you record. That's how to organize your thoughts, some basics. I'd love to hear from you more suggestions or ways that you do it. Go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 90 and you can comment there on the show notes and let me know how you organize your thoughts when you're preparing for a production or a podcast. Next, let's talk about organizing your files. Again, this works whether you're or applies whether you're doing audio or video and whatever program you're using, these same principles apply to it. When you organize your projects, it not only helps you with the production of it, but archiving a single episode or project is so much easier when everything is organized and even retrieving it later, much easier when you organize it efficiently. Number one way uh, thing, create a folder for each project or each episode. When you start your project, whether it be a podcast episode or some one-off video that you're producing or audio or whatever, make a folder where everything about it will go. And if you have multiple podcasts that you host and then you do multiple episodes under each podcast, then make separate subfolders for each episode have an overall folder for each podcast. So I have in my documents folder, I have a podcast folder. Inside of that, I have One's Podcast, Christian Meets World, Are You Just Watching, The Ramen Noodle, and The Audacity to Podcast. Inside of each of those, I have separate episode folders. And it would really help if you name these folders sequentially and descriptively as much as it is possible. For example, from my Christian Movie Reviews podcast over at areyoujustwatching.com, I have three folders uh, used as an example. I have 30 hyphen The Amazing Spider-Man, 31 hyphen Brave, 32 The Dark Knight Rises, and then so on. So that way, even just looking at my folder structure, I can instantly see, oh, episode 31 was on when I reviewed Pixar's movie Brave. That makes perfect sense. I don't have to open it up, look at the show notes, look at some separate document. It's just right there. I can see immediately what that episode is about. Second thing, when you create these folders, collect all of your audio, videos, and pictures and put them in that folder for that episode. Now, this would be the stuff that's unique to this episode. So, things like any video clips or interviews, sound effects, music, voicemails, screenshots, photos, original recordings, your final media files, and any planning notes, if you don't keep those online, anything that you might have as a local document, put that in the same folder so you have all of that information together. That way, when you need to 
access anything about that podcast, you have it all there. And for producing your podcast, it works great. Whether you are recording everything live to a hard drive and mixing it all in real time, or if you do all of that mixing and putting things together in post-production in Audacity or whatever program you use, then you have all of your files all there together. Now, I wouldn't recommend duplicating the things you use consistently into every project folder. This would be the stuff like your regular theme music, any kind of logos you display, or any blank templates you start with, or segment transitions, or anything else that you consistently use across your projects. I wouldn't recommend sticking that and duplicating it into every single folder. Have a separate folder for that kind of stuff. You could call it like your your resources folder or your bumpers folder or whatever you want to call it. That way you have your overall stuff that you reuse in one folder and then your episode specific stuff is all in a single folder. Whenever I receive voicemails from people, I take that file and I put it in an episode folder. If I have pictures that I design or screenshots for the show notes, I put those in that episode folder. Any Photoshop file that I have for when I design a cover art for that episode or anything else like that, I put that in that folder. If I record the video and I have the video recording project or the Audacity audio project, I put it in that folder. My original raw recordings, even the final MP3 file, I keep there in that folder. So everything that's specific to that episode is in a single folder, makes it really handy to get to, makes it really nice and organized. Third thing, keep an unedited, unprocessed recording. No matter how you record or what your workflow is, I highly recommend that you keep this raw recording as a backup to your project. I've had several times in the past where I've recorded a podcast episode and I record it to my Zoom H4N or I could have been recording it into Audacity. I've edited it, then processed it and published it. And it wasn't until after I published it that I discovered that, whoops, something didn't go right. Maybe it was my compressor failed. Maybe it was my uh, effect that I applied to the audio produced some bad results. It could be anything like that. And there have been several times where this has happened. And the only way I could fix it was to go back to the raw recording where I hadn't processed it at all. And then I had to redo some of my edits. Yeah, that that means redoing some things. But it's really nice to have that raw recording because then you've got something to go back to if you make a mistake and it's a colossal mistake. Like, what actually has happened to me is I had recorded with a different host on a different microphone than we normally had, and they had a different mic presence on it, so their audio was a little bit different than usual, but I applied my normal Chris's dynamic compressor settings to it, and what ended up happening is that the words would fade out at the end of the and then as she was and you couldn't quite you get the idea from what I'm illustrating there. That's what was happening. Her words were fading out too quickly, too quietly. And the ends of her words, you just couldn't hear. My only way to do that, to fix that, was I had to go back to the raw recording and reprocess it. So that's why I highly recommend keep a raw, unedited, unprocessed recording of your production. 
I record into the Zoom H4n. It records two, well, I have it set up to record two stereo wave files. So that's two very large stereo wave files. Now, because it's just voice and because the stereo sound doesn't matter to me at all for this audio podcast, I actually compress those wave files into a mono file. So just either mix it in Audacity or do that through iTunes, and that cuts those file sizes in half. Sometimes I even completely delete the background sounds track. Like I might do that often for the Audacity podcast where the timing of my sound effects and any kind of voicemails or anything really doesn't matter. So I go ahead and delete that background file and then I have even more space. So doing this helps me save space, but also gives me that option to have something to go back to in case I have a colossal mistake. Then the fourth thing to do is save your final media files. It doesn't matter where you're hosting your media or uploading or whatever. Save your final files so that you have a handy copy right there on your computer. It will be easier for you to listen to it again, to uh, reference it, to re-upload it even, if that's a concern for you. If you host all of your files, your MP3 files, for example, on archive.org, which is free, I don't recommend it, but it is free. If you host your MP3 files there and you delete your local copies, then you decide, oh, I want to move to something else, then, well, you have a bit of a tricky situation ahead because you'd have to go download all of those files and move them over. Now, media hosts like Libsyn and Blueberry are really nice about this. They have a way that they can grab everything from your RSS feed and transfer it over for them. But maybe you're not quite in that situation or you just want copies of your things. You'd have to go find them again. Instead, keep that final copy on your computer. This is especially important for video when exporting video takes a long time to render it and encode it into whatever format you choose. So keep that file because you might need it again. You might need to upload it later on. You might need to just share it to another site, whatever the case may be. By the way, I mentioned Lipson Hosting. If you want to host your podcast media over at Lipson, which I do highly recommend, use the promo code NOODLE and you'll get at least your first month for free. Sometimes it's even a bit more than your first month, depending on when you join in the month. But join with the promo code NOODLE, that is an affiliate link or affiliate code. If you join with that, you'll get your first month of any kind of hosting package over at Libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. You get that for free. I really appreciate their setting that up. I use Libsyn. So for organizing your files, create a folder for each project, collect all audio, videos, and pictures into those folders, keep an unedited, unprocessed recording, and save your media files into this folder. Special note for Audacity people is it would be best to save your project, and many other programs do this too, save your project into that folder when you first start. Because if you try and move the project later, or move files later, it might mess things up especially with Audacity, if you don't move the data folder that goes along with your .aup file, you'll have some major problems trying to open your project. So keep all of that stuff together. Start your project with everything together, and then you won't have any problems. And then finally, 
after we talk about organizing your thoughts, organizing your files. Now, let's talk about organizing your editor. You could be using Audacity, Audition, or maybe a video program like Premiere Pro or Vegas Video or uh, Final Cut Pro or anything like that. Organizing your files and your tracks and your assets inside of the program is really important, not just within their own organization system, but how you put it on a timeline and work with things. I still use Audacity for editing my podcast, so I'll use this as the primary example for each of these points, but similar features and options are available in the other programs too, even if it's an audio program or a video program exclusively then these things will apply there too. Now, as soon as you start recording your podcast or project with anything more than a single track, you might start getting confused by what's what. So my first point here to organize your editor is name your tracks. Naming your tracks something logical and flexible helps you figure out what's going on, where, what track is doing what, without actually having to listen to it. You can instantly see a name and know what it is. Here are just a few examples. You can name a track voice, and that could be your voice and your co-host voice all on this single track. Something else you could name is sounds. Maybe that contains anything that's not a voice, like your intro and outro music, sound effects, or anything other than voices. That's the way I do it. I have a voices track and a sounds track. Or maybe if you record a double ender, as they call it, where someone off-site records their side, you record your side, then you put the two together, or you're recording with a program that records different hosts into separate tracks. Name these tracks according to these hosts. I worked with a client just recently who is uh, editing double enders, and she looked at her file, and obviously just looking at an audio timeline with the little ups and downs of the audio, you can't tell who's speaking. So it was a simple thing, just name one track, Bob, and the other track, Jim, and then you instantly know, this is Bob's audio, this is Jim's audio. So name it with their first name, maybe. Or you might have a track for just your special guest coming in through Skype, or maybe your voicemails. Well, you might want to process those a little bit differently than everything else, but you still want to know that this is a voicemail track, not a sound effect track. Or it could be that you have a background track where this is where your background music, videos, pictures, or anything that you would consider some kind of background would go here. So name these things and kind of name them in priority of the highest one is generally what's on top, what's most important, and the lowest one is what's least important or farthest in the background. The way I always do this is, and this is the way my Zoom H4n does it as well with the four-track recording, when I drop in these two stereo wave files into Audacity. The top track is always the voices. The bottom track is always the sounds. So that's intro music, outro music, voicemail, bumpers, anything like that. This sets a pattern. And when you get used to this, you can easily see, without even having to look at the name, you can easily know this top track is the voice. This bottom track is the music. And you don't even have to read it. You'll just know it instinctively. So set that pattern or name your tracks. But the pattern that I was talking about is my second point. Develop a consistent track order. Order them in priority. 
order them with what's uh, most important up top, least important down at the bottom. Or maybe you want to order them with what are you working with the most together. So if you have something where it's really important that you have a back and forth between two things, you might not want to have a whole bunch of tracks between them. You might have those two tracks real close together because you know you need to be able to align one to the other. So build a consistent track order and it can help you with your podcasting or production in general. Third thing, sync lock tracks or something similar in your editing multi-track. Oh, by the way, before I move on to that, in Audacity, in order to name or reorder your tracks in Audacity, just go look at your track, which is where your audio is. And on the far left side is what's called the track control panel. There's a drop down menu there that lets you move things up and down by just clicking on the option. Or you can also rename your track. Or if you click and drag in that track control panel area, you can reorder your tracks in Audacity. Other programs are very similar to this, that you can name their tracks, reorder the tracks vertically. So you probably know how to do that, or you'll figure out how to do that in your own program if it's different from Audacity. So third, back to the third option. Sync lock your tracks or something similar if you're editing in multi-track, uh, multi-track track project. When you're in a multi-track project, that is, as the name suggests, any project that has more than one track. Anytime you remove time from your audio, that could be removing audio, it could be removing silence, it could be removing video from a portion, it will affect the alignment of everything else in your project. So if you have, for example, a five-minute project and you decide that you're going to remove 30 seconds of it, so you remove your 30 seconds Now your primary part is four and a half minutes, but your outro music is still set to end at five minutes. So you need to move that again or maybe move all of your sound effects or whenever you remove that section, you basically break alignment with everything else. Now there are ways to work around this. Generally in most programs, you can select across all of the tracks and edit them all at the same time or maybe there's some option that says keep these tracks synchronized with each other. In Audacity, there are three ways that you could do this kind of editing, multi-track editing, and uh, keeping your project organized inside the editor. Number one way is, like I said, use this sync lock track option. It's a little stopwatch looking thing in the toolbar. When you click that and it's pressed down, it is enabled. And you'll notice that when you select audio on one track, it shows these little stopwatches that spread across all of the other tracks. That's telling you if you delete time from this track, it will also delete it from all of the other tracks. That's one way. The other way you could do it is drag your selection across multiple tracks. This really helps if you don't need all of your tracks to stay synchronized, but you do need some of them to stay synchronized. Dragging across multiple tracks will allow you to delete that time from those tracks, but not affect the others if you're not finished moving things around or however you do that. The third way is you could do a split delete, which is where it deletes the time, it deletes the audio or silence or whatever is there, but it doesn't delete the time. So it just creates this blank space in your audio. That way you can delete something from a track, 
It doesn't affect its timing. It doesn't affect anything else's timing. Nothing is misaligned in your audio. So those are three ways that you can do it in Audacity. Now, the fourth thing to organize your editor is use labels. Many programs offer this feature that you can have a kind of a label track. It's a separate track. It's not audio or video. It's just a text track. And it can hold little annotations at points along your timeline. So at five minutes, you could say, you could make a note that says interview starts here or just interview. And at six minutes, it might say uh, news segment, whatever. This isn't required, but it can certainly be a way for you to organize better inside of your project. Now, make sure that you learn how to work with this inside of an editor because some programs might not synchronize the labels with what you're editing. So you want to make sure that as you edit, like if you remove 30 seconds, that doesn't leave your annotation off by 30 seconds, but it moves around with you. But some audio recorders, and I think maybe some video recorders, have this cool feature, uh, such as the Zoom H4n, which is what I use, that allows you to create a mark while you're recording. On the Zoom H4n, I do this by pressing the record button while I'm recording, and then it puts a little pop-up on the screen that says Mark 1, Mark 2, Mark 3. And it places that mark inside my audio track. When I bring that audio track into a more advanced audio editor, like Audition, but not Audacity, unfortunately, but if I bring that into a more advanced audio editor, it will recognize those marks and I can jump to them. I can quickly say what that mark is for, or maybe I know that that mark is a spot I need to edit something. There was a mistake there, so I can quickly see that's a spot I need to jump to to edit that out. It's a lot easier to just quickly press a button than to try and look at the clock and write down a time and then go back and find that time and try and figure out what it was that I edited. Instead, I could quickly hit that button. Now, I'm not actually using Adobe Audition yet. I have it. I'm still using Audacity. So I can't take advantage of this feature, but maybe it would be something that you'd be able to take advantage of. So the ways that you can keep your editor organized are name your tracks, develop a consistent track order, sync lock tracks, or use labels inside your tracks. Now, I gave you four points under each of these, organizing your thoughts, organizing your files, and organizing your editor. I would love to hear from you. How is it that you organize your things, whether you're producing a one-off project or a whole podcast with many different episodes? How have you found that works best for you to organize your stuff? please leave a comment in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 90. And you can comment right there in the show notes and let me know what tools and tips that you use that helps you be productive. And if you decide to give any of these a try, I'd love to hear how it works out for you. And if you'd like to suggest something for a future episode of The Audacity to Podcast, you can email me feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or you can go to theaudacitytopodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab over there and record a message right from your computer or call 903-231-2221 and leave a voicemail right there. I'd love to hear from you, your questions for future episodes, suggestions of topics you'd like to hear me cover and more. I've got a lot of cool things coming for the Audacity Podcast. 
but a lot of stuff that requires a lot of planning and a lot of feedback. And if you signed up for my newsletter over at theaudacitypodcast.com and you didn't receive that list of items that I will be covering and I'd love feedback on in the future, go ahead and sign up for the newsletter. And if you didn't receive the list, either email me or I might go ahead and send it out to some of the more recent subscribers who might have missed it. Again, you can get the show notes for this episode over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 90. And I'd love it if you would join me for a live show when I do this every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time over at noodle.mx slash live. And join the chat room there. And I've got a bunch of people in the chat room today. And we have a lot of fun. And you get to see some of the behind the scenes stuff. And stick around and chat for a little while. So that's Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, GMT minus four, over at noodle.mx slash live. Again, send me your feedback to feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or go to theaudacitytopodcast.com and click the send a voice message tab or call 903 231 22 and comment on the show notes get the links i mentioned over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 90 please follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle and now that i've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools it's time for you to go podcast with passion organization especially organization after this episode and dialogue i'm daniel j lewis thank you for listening The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts like Once Upon a Time, Christian Movie Reviews with Critical Thinking, Clean Comedy, Christian Worldview, and more to come over at noodle.mx. That's the Noodle Mix Network at noodle.mx. And the Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, It's here, and here is a really big place. There are so many podcasts on technology from all kinds of angles and so many awesome things, video podcasts, audio podcasts, and we've got some awesome coverage coming up for the Consumer Electronics Show in January. It all starts by checking out the Tech Podcast Network at techpodcasts.com.